Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb. Another episode of Minnesota Made. I am seated across from Ray Torres, the CEO of the Phoenix Group, located, I don't know, you call this Hopkins or Minnetonka, Ray? Minnetonka. Minnetonka? All right. And uh, in between us, I wish you could see it. This is audio only. But uh, in between us is a table that you would swear is wood. It looks like, I don't know, a two-foot tree diameter that's cut into a, a slice and so you can see the rings of the tree and but guess what it is not wood it is concrete and ray took us on a, a short showroom tour of the products that they sell here through the phoenix group and man they are awesome ray you have opened my eyes to the abilities of concrete i didn't know concrete could look like wood that is amazing so let's talk a little bit about some of the products that you sell both directly to the consumer and through, sounds like through contractors or other distributors. And it sounds like, I don't know, it sounds like it's mainly two different categories. You got like a bag mix and then you got coatings for different applications. Is that right, Ray? That's correct. Yeah, so basically we have two divisions in our group. One sells industrial coatings. The other one sells construction, concrete, and decorative coatings. The industrial coatings go on basically any substrate, aluminum, steel, composite materials, plastic, foam, and they're primarily intended to protect the surface of that particular substrate. Okay. So was that the example you used of your logo that's painted on what appears to be glass, but it, uh, your logo looks like a stainless steel? Correct. It's a stainless steel coating, and it's actually applied on plexiglass. Okay. And it basically converts the surface of the plexiglass into stainless steel. That's amazing. So, okay, guys, picture this. You have a like an old wood desk. And you're sick of it looking like wood, so you buy this paint and you put it on there, and now it looks suddenly like stainless steel. Correct. And it has like stainless steel properties to it as far as cleanliness and pores. Correct. And so on, right? Correct. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And then our second group, our second division, focuses on the construction, concrete, and decorative space. And there we're selling everything from epoxy floor coatings, that you might apply on your garage floor uh, to uh, cures and seals that you might put on your driveway, uh, stamped concrete where you might put it on your patio, create a stamped concrete patio in your backyard, to countertops that you might use in your kitchen or in your barbecue area, as well as basically decorative applications where you can make a, a beautiful table with a river flowing through the table where you apply it it on wood with an epoxy board into the wood to make it Mm. look like a riverbed. Mm. So it's, yeah, very varied. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, when you showed me another wall in your entryway that I swear 
is wood paneling, but you happen to disagree with me. You you yes. say it's concrete. Yes, yes, yes. and yeah, and that's a, a micro topping that we put on the wall. Uh, we stamp it to make it look like wood, and then we stain it with our stains and we seal it, and it replicates wood. You can put that on walls. You can put that on your floor. So a lot of a lot of applications for that are actually basement floors mm. that already have a concrete substrate on it. Mm-hmm. You apply this on top of that concrete substrate, like uh, icing, like yep. Yep. icing a cake. Yeah, like three sixteenths of an inch thick. That's it to half an inch thick. Wow! You stamp it and then you stain it, and it looks just like a wood floor. Is there any concern with that, like chipping off, or is there a good adhesion? To the existing floor. Yeah, you always have to prepare the floor properly like and grind it and grind etching it. it and all that. But yeah. once once it's on, it's it's, it's bonded. It's bonded. For, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a little bit of experience. I am a rookie by all accounts with concrete. But my last two houses, I put down a epoxy floor in the garage. First time seemed easy, but the damn stuff kept chipping off. You know. Right. 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 <laughs> So then I read the directions the second time. Okay. And I ended up renting a concrete grinder from mm-hmm. a local rental store to take off that first layer where oil was spilt and so on. Right. And I went through the proper cleaning process and it bonded much better the second time. Yep. So mm-hmm. similar process with your materials? Correct. I mean, preparation is everything when you're laying down these products. Uh, you have to make sure that the substrate is clean, oil-free, and that it's going to bond with the the product that we're coating over it. Okay. So preparation is key, grinding it, etching it, acid stains, you know, making sure that it's nice and well prepared. Yeah, yeah, very important. And then another experience with the concrete is when I used to be a chiropractor down in Austin, Texas, the name of my practice was uh, Corrective Chiropractic, and I bought this office condo that had raw concrete floors in it. Mm-hmm. Somebody recommended me for me to stain the concrete and then coat it with, I don't know, was it like an epoxy? Ep- epoxy top coat, yes. Man, that end product was awesome. Yes. Yeah. So awesome. Sure. Every new patient that walked through the door, always mm-hmm. that's the first comment. It was like, look right. at these floors, man. Right. This is, is looks really, really good. So, and, and, and since then, it seems to be really catching on for some reason, I think of restaurants. It seems like a right. lot of restaurants are doing those types of floors now. They look awesome, and from my, what I understand, they're really durable, sure. correct? Correct, and and you avoid all the issues that you have with a wood floor, traditional wood floor, that you got to worry about moisture and mm-hmm. rain and, you know, those kinds of issues. These floors tend to be much more durable. They last a lot longer. They look natural. It's a beautiful look. Mm-hmm. And for a fraction of the cost, cheaper, yes, cost less money, looks better, lasts longer. Correct, man. I wish that was available in like vehicles and uh, <laughs> everything else yeah. that we could buy yeah. because yeah. that's like a no-brainer. Correct. Right? Yeah. And then my third thought on concrete that comes up is: I just bought my the house I'm in now uh, two and a half years ago. It has a huge concrete driveway that I think was probably installed. 2012 was when the previous owners bought the house and did a lot of renovations, including the driveway, I believe. But one thing I noticed, and I don't know if it's Minnesota in particular, is like my driveway has this flaking occurring everywhere, like these little pits that are forming. Mm -hmm. 
what is all that about? And yeah, do you have a product that can help me out there? Yeah, that's that's pretty normal. And we do have a product called Sure Broom that once you prep the surface, you just put it over your existing concrete and it bonds with the existing concrete. Yep. And it turns that surface back to a normal concrete driveway with a brand new surface and it looks amazing. And hmm. you can get all the discoloration out because you could either leave it in its natural state or you can put a sort of a, a pigment to it, make it a, a uniform gray color huh. so that it actually looks just like a regular new brand new driveway. So it actually takes like the pits out or does it prevent more pitting from occurring? Well, it, both. It, both. You know, you cover the existing pitting. Okay. And then you... Um, Do a sealer or something correct, on top of that. Correct. Correct. Cool, man. Mm-hmm. Well, Ray Torres, let's let's hear your backstory mm-hmm. a little bit. Let's start with, you know, where are you from and like where did you go to college uh, if you went to college and how did you get to this place where you are now being the, the king, the CEO of Phoenix Group? Yeah, so my backstory, I'm a little bit of a nomad. All right. Born in Chicago, grew up in New York. Okay. And I've lived now currently in nine different states and seven different countries. So, Seven different yes. countries. And I'm not in the witness protection program. <laughs> I can promise you that. So, you know, basically, I've lived and worked, you know, in, in, in a lot of different locations. And what, con- what are co- some of the countries you lived in? So, Mexico, Venezuela, Colombia, Spain, France, Canada. Wow. wow. And, you, I've, and I've traveled, I've traveled, I guess, uh, within Latin America, I've traveled to every country in Latin America with the exception of three. Yeah. Um, and those will be knocked off at some point. Uh, you know, it's the bucket list. Yeah. 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 Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, sounds like you lived an interesting life. And it makes me think of, do you have any Dos Equis beer? Because I, I think mm-hmm. you could be the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> no. No, no. No, no Dos Equis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so you, you, you moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. You're, you're born in Chicago, grew up grew in New up in York, New York. Mm-hmm. moved around. Right. And uh, what landed you in the, the great white north? Um, I'm, I'm sure, well, I guess I'm not sure. I'm going to guess. You love the winter. You love snowshoeing and you love blizzards and yeah. you're like, sign me up. That's right. I mean, I, it wasn't <laughs> cold enough in Colorado, so I decided to, uh, yeah, so, so basically I, I'm a commuter. Okay. I, uh, I live in Colorado. I commute into Minneapolis um, probably three, three weeks out of the month. Okay. Uh, I'm in Minneapolis. I work from Monday through Thursday or Friday, and then I go back home on the weekends. Okay. Man, what doesn't what make sense to just move to Minnesota? It seems like you're here more in there. Yeah. No? It's no? Uh, the winters. <laughs> I, I love the skiing. Oh, you do? So I love skiing. and uh, You're not and a snowboarder? No, 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 no. I'd, no right. I'd break my neck. <laughs> That's funny. My, my boys, uh, they're eight and nine. Three years ago, we decided to learn to snowboard together. I've never done it before. Mm. That is a painful goal, man. Yes. Like, I could ski a little bit. And the thing about skiing is when I felt like I was going to fall, there was like a, a second or two warning where your, your mind says, oh, I'm about to fall. And you're like, roll with it or you put your arm out or whatever. Right. Snowboarding? 
no warning. Nope. You catch an edge and you are slammed, and that, <laughs> yep, yep. and you're peeling yourself back up off the ground. But so you like skiing in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So how how'd you get hooked up with this 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 place in Minnesota? Right. What what developed there? Yeah. So so basically, I was running a company in Denver that was owned by a private equity group. That private equity group sold that business in Denver, mm-hmm. and so I decided to rejoin that private equity group. They're headquartered here out of Minnesota. Okay. Um, and they offered me this opportunity to run Phoenix Group. Okay. They had just acquired it in April of 2015. Yeah. They needed a CEO to grow it. Uh, they wanted a CEO that had a lot of acquisition uh, experience. And that was you. And that was me. And we had a really good, successful first round with the company in Denver, and we wanted to replicate that here in Minnesota. Okay. So they sought you out? They kind of found you? or Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so years ago when I was in Chicago, working in Chicago, I was running a packaging company in Chicago. Okay. And uh, I sold one small business unit that didn't fit our strategy. I sold it to a company, one of our competitors. Okay. And that company was owned by this private equity group. So that's how I met them initially in 2001. You sold them a piece of piece the of, company you were running. Correct. And through that process, we developed a relationship. They said, Ray, if you're ever interested in doing something different, give us a call. Yeah. And so I called them yeah. in 2007. I had sold an injection molding business that I owned in Pennsylvania. Huh. I sold it out, and I was twiddling my thumbs, trying to figure out what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I called them up and said, hey, let's... Let's see if we can do something interesting together. Buying and selling businesses, these acquisitions, I find very interesting. I've sold a couple of my chiropractic clinics, and that whole process wasn't terribly difficult, of course. But uh, it makes me think of that show, The Profit. Have you ever seen that show, mm-hmm. The Profit? This guy no, goes no. into these rundown businesses, and he mm-hmm. offers up a hundred grand right. to be fifty-one percent owner, and he turns everything around. Sure. And, Great show. But that whole niche of knowing the ins and outs of buying and selling businesses, I find it's uh, it's fascinating. It's rather rare that I come across somebody with that type mm-hmm. of experience. Is that by design or did you just kind mm-hmm. of fall into all that? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, my initial background, I started in banking. I was a banker. Mm. Uh, international banker, which is what led me to travel and, and live in different oh. countries. And through that experience, I, I developed, you know, a knack for identifying good businesses. Yeah. And so in my career, I've probably have done 25 to 30 acquisitions throughout my career. Wow. And here at Phoenix Group, we've already have done four and we've got another one teed up for... Four uh, since when? Since 2017. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then we've got another one teed up that hopefully will close in the next month and a half. So usually I look for family-owned businesses and develop a relationship with the family, let them know that you know we're a friendly acquirer, we're not going to destroy their legacy, we're not going to you know shutter or poorly treat the employees and, right. 
And once they get comfortable with that, then it's just a matter of figuring out what the right price is. Huh. So you seek, do you actively seek out uh, family-owned businesses that might fit the model of the Phoenix Group to be a future acquisition? And I imagine these people aren't on Facebook Marketplace and saying, Correct. hey, man, I got the Sierra uh, for sale, you right. know? Right. Yeah, they're usually, um, so usually they're smaller businesses, Mm-hmm. Family-owned, um, owners ready to retire, mm-hmm. has no family members willing to take over the business. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the typical scenario. Yeah. And once we identify, once we identify those type of targets, then we look at whether their business model fits our business model. Okay. We look for premium brands. We don't want a Me Too label. We look for premium brands that have premium product strong reputation in the market. Um, and once we find those candidates, then it's a, it's, it's a pretty long process. Uh, the acquisition that we're working on right now, I started this process March of 2018. So <laughs> it takes a little while. It takes, you know, yeah. depending on, on, Their on the circumstances and yeah. the motivation. And so we, we go as fast or as slow as they want. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And the Phoenix Group, do you mind if I read the back of the card to some of these uh, other companies that you guys own? Uh, TK Products. Now, that's the more industrial... Commercial. Commercial Department of Transportation product, right? Correct. Um, So that's applied to concrete that people drive on? Yeah, so think of um, if, if there's a new bridge going up and the concrete flat work that's on that bridge... We would we would put the uh, sealer on okay. top of that. If there's a sound barrier going on, going up in uh, I-35, mm-hmm. that would use our sealer uh, product on it as well. And sound barrier, guys. If you think if you just think of driving down the road, looking off to the side, and you're seeing this big wall, right? Right. Correct. That separates the road from the residential area. Correct. Right. Sure Creek. What is uh, Surecrete? Yeah, Surecrete is our decorative brand. Um, and they have both decorative for your do-it-yourselfer uh, to industrial commercial applications. It's probably our most diverse brand in the sense that we sell dry bag mix, concrete bag mix that mm-hmm. you might see in a Home Depot. We don't sell to Home Depot, but, you know, it's a concrete that you might see in, in a Home Depot to to liquid products mm. uh, that are sealers or stains or coatings. Um. Yeah. And it's not just a regular bag of concrete that I might go to Menards and grab. Your product is lighter, stronger, both? Both, yeah. Both. Yeah. both. We, you know, we have, again, you know, part of our niche is that our products tend to be, again, more premium products, higher quality products, uh, so that you can make a a concrete countertop Mm. if you wanted to for your kitchen. Mm. If you wanted to make a concrete bowl for your um, sink, a a sink for your bathroom, uh, you can make those types of products. You You can make an epoxy Epoxy floors for your garages, all of that. Okay. Uh, one of my sons recently YouTubed a video in mm-hmm. which they 
made a table with epoxy, but first they put down a, a variety of donuts mm-hmm. on the table surface, yep. poured epoxy on top of that. Mm-hmm. Is that legit? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we have a customer who uh, did that with uh, gun shells. Oh, that'd be cool. They put a gun shells in a, inside a table and poured epoxy over it, and you see all the gun shells. Yeah. Uh, right? It's a clear. It's got to be a clear material. Yeah. 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 That's a cool idea. Yeah. Now, these uh, concrete kitchen countertops, mm-hmm. you think the average homeowner can knock something like that out, or is that like, eh, that's a more of like an 8 out of 10 on a difficulty scale? If I can do it, anybody can do it. I'm not a handyman. I've got uh, two left thumbs, and I, I don't know what, what I'm doing, but it's, it's, it literally is foolproof. So the concrete, I've got a concrete table in my office that yeah. looks like wood. Yeah, that uh, thing is sick. Yeah. 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 And I poured that. We and you made mixed, this. Made it, mixed it, poured it, and then um, one of our guys finished off the staining. Okay. But... It looks straight yeah. up like wood, man. Yeah. And I, like I mentioned earlier, Pier 1 would be all over this. And uh, I, I imagine they put a price tag right around a grand on it because, I mean, it looks it looks awesome. Yeah. Sierra, that's another company that the Phoenix Group would use. No, I don't want to screw yeah. this up. Is it correct to say the Phoenix Group owns Sierra? Correct. Okay. Yes. What, what, what does Sierra make? Yeah, so Sierra is our industrial brand. So they're actually selling direct to original equipment manufacturers, OEMs. Okay. And they're selling paints and coatings for things like storage tanks, for the Amerigas uh, cylinders of propane that you buy at the supermarket. Those are, that's typically our our okay. paint on most of those cylinders. Hmm. The 55-gallon drums that you see out in chemical facilities and food facilities, we sell the paint for those. Okay. Trailers, if somebody's doing a refurbishment of a trailer and they need to take the old paint off and repaint it, okay. we sell into that industry. So Interesting. We sell into a whole host of different industries. For example, um, the implements that you might put on your John Deere mm-hmm. in the front, yep. um, those, you know. Those attachments. Yeah, those attachments are, are things that we'll coat as well. We pretty much coat anything and everything. As long as it's metal, uh, we've got a product for it. All right. This next one, I'm not sure. Is it Burke? Burke. 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 Okay. What's yeah, that's a, that's a really niche brand for us. It's our stainless steel coatings. That's what your logo is made Correct. out of up front. Stainless steel coatings, and it is also the brand where we sell our antimicrobial coatings. So, again, we've tested with the University of Tennessee for COVID-19 effectiveness, and, you know, we've gotten a certification that COVID-19, once we coat a surface with our antimicrobial, within 24 hours, COVID is gone and it won't come back. Now, that coating, is it a clear coating? It's clear, yes. Yeah. 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 And so we've, we've incorporated it into some of our concrete products. So you can buy the concrete countertop mix, make a concrete countertop, and then when you seal it, put that in you there. can put that on it, and then it becomes an antimicrobial surface. Huh. What makes it antimicrobial? Is it just like the size of the 
pores or indentations in the surface? Do well, you if know? I tell you, I have to kill you. I mean, so, so no yeah, deal. Yeah, no yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, you know, there's an additive, of course, uh, that that uh, we put into our traditional coating system, and that additive is what creates the antimicrobial properties. We've tested it, not just against uh, COVID, but Staph, Salmonella, Listeria. All you know the yeah. five basic big ones, big ones and yeah. uh, and it is proven effective against all of them. Kills up to ninety nine point nine nine percent. Yeah. And the last one listed here is concrete coatings. Yeah, that's that's another uh, another decorative uh, company that uh, is headquartered in um, Utah. That's our Utah facility, mm. and they're also in the decorative space. They're very similar to Surecrete, which is okay. located in Florida. But they're smaller. It's a smaller, a smaller footprint, smaller business. Hmm. But we needed a, a presence in the West, yeah, and west of the Rockies, and so that gave us a presence in west of the Rockies. So are you spending time in Utah and Florida? You flying around? Yeah, 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 yeah quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love going to Utah. Uh, Florida's fun to go to, except uh, when it's August uh, and ninety degree humidity. A little warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. One thing I wanted to ask is, let's say I'm in high school and my dream is to become a CEO someday. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give me to, you know, get on the right path to be to, to do that? Yeah, so, so one of the things that I've learned is that there is no right path in the sense that CEOs come out from any background and from any... Um, you know, the, the, the school of thought is you, you got to have an MBA in business. Mm. But that's not the case because I don't have an MBA in business. Mm-hmm. I went to school to study. I was going to be an architect. Mm. And so from architecture to CEO, it's <laughs> quite a different path. Right. You know, you have to have a passion for what you do. Mm-hmm. You have to create an environment where people want to work for you. And you got to create an environment where you develop a really strong team and hire people that are really good at what they do. Let them do what they're really good at. Yeah. I focus on the things that I'm really good at. Yeah. And um, stay out of their hair. So it sounds like if you want to be a CEO someday, you need to develop, I guess, good leadership skills. Know what you're good at. Uh, hire to your weaknesses. Know how to lead people, right? And then that makes me think of a military I was in the mm-hmm. army for six years. You didn't have any military experience no, either, no, did you? No, no, no. So I don't know. You just blessed being a good leader. You feel like, or is that kind of learned along yeah. the way, or did you take a, a Dale Carnegie course on leadership, yeah, yeah, <laughs> leadership yeah. or something? No, I, I had a, I had two or three really good mentors that oh, okay. mentored me through various phases of my career. You know, I I work hard. I'm fairly intuitive. So I get things pretty quickly. Yeah. And um, so sometimes that's the good news, bad news, because I get it so fast sometimes that... Creates impatience. Impatience. And, you know, I'm like, why doesn't everyone else get it? Right. Okay. Um, But just love your job. I I love what I do. every, Every job I've been in, I've enjoyed it. And when it stopped being fun, I left. I was in banking for nine years. It stopped being fun. I quit. I didn't have a job. That took some balls. Explain that to my wife uh, when, <laughs> when, when I come home on a Friday and say, honey, I just quit. 
<laughs> well, what are we going to do? Right. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. And that's how I got into manufacturing. So passion is very important to you. When and you're not passionate about it anymore, when you're not, it's not fun anymore. Yep. Regardless of how much money you might be making, Correct. I'm out. Yep. Huh. Yep. Interesting. I've well. done that three times. <laughs> I had that conversation three times. <laughs> yeah. You didn't learn the first yeah, two times. Yeah, huh? yeah I'm a slow learner. <laughs> uh, wow, uh, that's really neat. What's your typical day look like? You know, these high performers. You know, I read some books and it talks about like some common themes of CEOs or the high performing athletes, the best in their class, and. You know, they, they mentioned things like, oh, they all get up early. They all read a lot of books. They all do, they all exercise on a daily basis, that type of thing. Can you tell me a little yep. bit about what your daily day looks like? Yeah, I do all of those, those three. But my day typically, you know, it's um, six o'clock in the morning. I'm in the office by seven. I'm, I typically work out in the afternoon. But for me, where I spend the bulk of my time is thinking about the future. Um, so I don't want to be worried about whether we're getting a product shipped to our customer or whether we have raw materials in the plant. That's what we hire people to do. And hopefully if we hire the right people, they're doing right. that. And that stress doesn't need to happen in the organization. Right. And where I spend the bulk of my time, it's literally 70% of my time is thinking about the future. I'm already thinking about 2022, 2023. What are we doing to set ourselves up for success in those years? Hmm. And so usually when I, when I meet with my team, it's very, very little time is spent looking backwards. Hmm. What did we do yesterday or what did we sell last week or what did we sell last year? And most of my time is really spent with the team on what are we going to do differently tomorrow. Okay. And it's really that forward looking that keeps us moving. Huh. You just you have always been that way. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So I, I would get a promotion, and I'd say, okay, where's the next? Promotion? What's next? What's the next promotion? And yeah. literally, I, I I couldn't enjoy the current promotion because I was worried about the next one. Man, you know, my mom is on my ass constantly about this, right? Yeah, Jason. You got to stop and smell the roses. Yeah. I'm like, whatever, Ma, that's yeah, done. Yeah, I want yeah. the next thing, right? Correct. correct. Yeah. yeah. Yep. See, Sherry Webb, I'm not the only one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ray Torres is yes, the same that's right. way. That's right. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. So you, you get up at six, you're here by about seven. Mm-hmm. And what time do you leave, you know, typically? Usually it depends. I mean, usually it's around five thirty, six o'clock. Okay. That's not um, terrible. It's yeah, a good it's not balance. Bad. It's not right. bad. And, and, and that's one of the things that, you know, I insist for myself and for the, the, the team is, you know, if, if you're here 18 hours, something's wrong. Right. We're doing something wrong or you're doing something wrong because, you know, there's, there's got to be a balance and, yeah. you know, family is first. And so at some point, we either have to fix what's wrong. Yeah, correct the balance. Hire, hire somebody else or... but. That's unsustainable, and that's yeah. not fair to the team member who now has to spend the bulk of their time in the office. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll go through uh, spurts. You know, every once in a while, I'll work crazy hours sure. for like mm-hmm. two, three, four days. Sure. That's it, right? All right, so you leave work, and then what? You head out to the gym? Yep. Yeah. Head out to the gym. Lift some a, weights and do some grab, cardio? Yep. Cardio, lift weights, then I'll do... Uh, 
I'll grab dinner. Usually, uh, I think I was Japanese in another life because <laughs> I'll always, I love sushi, so I wind up eating sushi more than I should. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love sushi too, yeah, man. Yeah. That's like the perfect <laughs> yeah, food. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to bed pretty early? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Usually get to bed uh, fairly early. You know, I try to get seven and a half, eight hours of sleep. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, unless there's a sporting event, then uh, oh, yeah. I'm addicted to sports. And All so, sports yeah. or a couple in particular? If it's got a ball, it's, yeah, you're yeah, on it. Yeah, I'm on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. All right, Ray, well, let's wrap things up. If somebody has some questions on the products, and again, they are TK products, Surecrete, Sierra, Burke, and Concrete Coatings. Got another one coming up here soon, right? Yep. If somebody has some questions on the products, oh, before I forget, we got to talk about your project, your COVID project, the DIY website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's what's that website address again? Yeah, so it's DIYconcrete.com. Yeah, and um, what's the premise of that? The really cool thing that I liked on there was like those boxes that you can, I think you could click on them and watch videos correct. and talk more about whatever it is project that you want to do, right? Right. And so what were some of those projects that are on that website? Yeah, so so the website, we that was a COVID win. Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't visit customers. We couldn't see vendors. We couldn't really travel. So we focused our energies on trying to figure out another way to get to the consumer. Sure, Another smart. sales channel. So we created this online store called DIYConcrete.com. And that store, the inspiration behind that is so that the DIYer, the home improver, can actually get an inspiration for a project by going on that website. Right. And they can look at the website. They can click on what project they're interested in, color my ugly concrete, revitalize my stamp concrete, any of this, uh, about I think about 10 different projects that they can go on to. And when they click on that project, they'll get a how-to video on how to do the project. They'll get also written instructions for those that are mm-hmm. not visually mm-hmm. motivated and they need a written instructions. We have it in written writing. And then on top of that, they ha- they, there's a kit that they can buy that has everything needed for that project. Just buy the kit. You don't mm. have to do anything else. Yeah, the kit gets delivered to your to your house. Watch the video, read the instructions. You can do the project by yourself. Man, that that just seems like a great idea to me. So, just make sure that everybody heard this. You go on this website, DIYconcrete.com. It has about ten different projects you can click on. Like my side, it says right on there. My sidewalk is ugly. Fix my sidewalk or whatever. Revitalize my my stamp concrete. Yeah, yeah. Or put a new flooring down on my garage floor, new coating down Correct. or something. And you click on it. You click on that box, and you can watch the video, instructional video on how to do it. That has written instructions, and you can order the kit and the products right there on the website. Correct. Awesome. Correct. Great idea. Did you come up with that? Yeah, so we've been looking to get on the online channel. So it was one of the things that uh, early on when I first joined here in my previous company, we had created our own online store. Okay. And so when I came here, we didn't have an online presence, an online store. And so that was always in the works for us. Yeah. And with our marketing um, 
VP. He's a genius. Uh, we we sat down and put it together. Uh, he he did all the heavy lifting. I just thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're the idea guy. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, here we go. Ray Torres, CEO of Phoenix Group. Uh, Phoenix Group's website is F, not with a P. It's F E N I X S P C dot com. So if you are a contractor or a do it yourselfer, and if you're looking for a coating on a, for a particular surface, uh, yeah, that stainless steel coating, that stainless steel, like whatever, paint, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's pretty cool stuff. Give these guys a look, man. Uh, they have a lot to offer, and the end result will amaze you. Right? I appreciate your time there, Ray Torres, CEO, and I look forward to, I don't know, your bright future, man. Uh, you're on the right path, it sounds Thanks. like. Thanks, Jason. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ray. Thanks. That's it, guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota.